everybody. Welcome back to the ASN coverage of the Wanabi Mongori annual basketball game. I assume it's also going to be the last basketball game. I think so. Uh, for some reason, we have agreed to play out here in this dirt court, even though Mongori has a perfectly acceptable indoor court. But I mean, you know, potatoes, potatoes. Anyways, it's been a great, great game thus far. Jimmy Dolan, the coach of the Wanabi team, started out strong uh, and then succumbed to, I guess, just being a 40-year-old white man with a knee brace. He's killing it out there. Yeah, well, he's out of the game because he literally can't walk anymore. But taking his... Like I said, killing it. But taking his place is Saleh's brother, who uh, I guess is just one of the best basketball players Africa's ever seen. Literally never seen this kid before in my life, JC. Yeah, but he's he's been really the main reason that the Wanabi have gotten back into this game. And we're here closing down to the last 40 seconds of this game. I wonder, what do you think the play is going to be? I, I'm looking at either a cross-up or some kind of pass play. They've got to make it something happen quick. We've got 30 seconds left. Well, here comes the inbound pass, and Soleil's got the ball. Looks like he's being isolated here on the on the wing. He, he's, uh-huh. he's dribbling? He's dribbling. He's dribbling. He's still dribbling. Oh, it looks like, wait, I think he's going to go left. Oh, he goes left. Wait, no, he's not going left. He looks like he's he's oh. going back right. He's actually talking to the Mingori player. Yeah, well, he better do something because there's really only 10 seconds left in this game. Well, he's going between his legs. He went between the legs. And then the dunk. Oh, my God. To win the game. Whoa. Whoa. Winabi wins. Winabi was, what, what do they win? Uh, it, it looks. Hold on. Let me get my papers here straight. It looks like sovereignty of their own land. They agreed to play a basketball game for that? It looks like they agreed to play for their lives, JC. Oh, interesting. Well, <laughs> thank God that they won. Anyways, we'll see what happens in about two months when uh, none of this means anything anymore. But that's going to be it for us with the ASN Network. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Happy Black History Month. Welcome to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and then we recontextualize them from a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we got we got a good one. You know, I always say it, but I always mean it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, this we, we've been trying to put this together for a minute because, uh, you know, this is one of when I was looking for different black podcasts, specifically ones that were doing film. This is one of the first ones that I found, and this is one that I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I, I like the concept. I like what's going on here. Um, I like the energy that y'all were bringing. Um, <laughs> and we, we've been trying to, like, you know, hook it up for a minute. You know, schedules kind of conflicted for, for some time, but we finally got it together. Uh, and so coming to us from the Home Video Hustle, this is Brent. What's going on? How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. Happy to see I- you, man. Happy to be here. I have to say, too, and the PJ is going to be so hyped when I tell him what you just said, the fact that you typed in, look for Black Podcasts, and we're one of the first ones you found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to love to hear that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I don't know, you know, because I, I want to talk about your show for a little bit, and I want to hear your experience, too, because, like, okay. for us, you know, coming in, like, we were trying to identify, okay, you know, like, what's what's going on in the Black podcast space, but also, like, the Black 
you know, film podcast space. And there's definitely like a bunch of people doing things. Like it's not like there's no black people talking about film, yeah. but you know, it, it isn't when you just think about film podcasts, like there's so many of them and like, mm-hmm. you know, there's not that many of us. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of looking around and, you know, like, you know, y'all medium popcorn, uh, black man can jump in Hollywood, you know, black girl film club, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bunch of other ones. Like there's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, but for you guys, cause you guys started this like four, four or five years ago, right? Uh, May, 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, when okay, y'all, okay. when y'all were coming in, what was that, what was that like? And what was kind of the thought process behind it? And also explain your show. Cause it's a, it's a fun concept <laughs> for people who don't know how, y- how y'all get down. So that's, that's a lot of stuff to, to talk oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's one thing I can do is talk. So I got you, okay. <laughs> but, um, but no, um, I guess I should explain what it is first. Our podcast, Home Video Hustle. Basically, just in the beginning type thing. Me and PJ would always like watch movies. Like PJ has never seen anything almost. Like he grew up (laughs) in a super strict household. All he grew up on was like black movies and Disney movies. That's all he really knew. So when I met him, I would just show him every different thing. Like I bring RoboCop over there. I bring Reservoir Dogs over there. I bring, you know, other, just all this stuff he wasn't allowed to watch. His mind was just blown. (laughs) And we would sit there and just talk during the movie and just, and that's basically all we do. I, I told him, I tell people all the time, our show is just basically what we normally do just with a microphone in front of us. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. We drink and watch movies and say stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But um, then I tell people all the time, because people are like, what is your, you're a movie podcast. I'm like, kind of, because there's a lot of times we'll get sidetracked on other topics and like legitimately, like, I guess it'd be three weeks ago at this point or whenever this comes out. Um, we on my birthday we watched a movie called Falling Down, Michael Douglas movie, super not black movie. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that episode ended up being five hours and like forty eight minutes long because it it just we got super. We had a liter of Ciroc and we drunk probably like more than two thirds <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. And we just started. I started DJing on my mixer. I just started playing music, and we were going back. It became like a three and a half hour DJ like show, pretty much. <laughs> we just said copyright be damned that week. <laughs> <laughs> and so shit like that can happen. Or like the last episode that just came out on Horrible. The first like twenty minutes is me teaching PJ about what cuckolding and financial domination is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you never heard. I made a joke about it. He didn't know what I was talking about, so I had to break down exactly what. All that shit was so that's the type of stuff that you hear on the home video hustle is just oh weird God. randomness <laughs> that is randomness i i don't think i don't think i've ever i understand both concepts but i don't think yeah. i've ever like had to be like well financial <laughs> you know <laughs> actually the act of you know like what that's the fun part is that every time I tell him something like this, just his, he just mind blown. It's mm-hmm. like a whole new world for you, boy. Every time I tell him, like, there's a fun story. I'll, I'll tell it real fast. But when we were in high school in 10th grade, me, it was me, him, my boy, Jeff, and my homegirl, Ricky, but we were sitting there joking around about, and like somebody starts about some orgies and shit. And PJ didn't know what the fuck an orgy was. So we kept fucking with him. He was like, oh yeah, you ain't ready for it. You don't know nothing about that. He's like, I want to know about an orgy. He's like, nah, nah, you ain't ready for all that. This motherfucker legitimately top of his lungs in the whole classroom was like i want to have an orgy <laughs> teacher students everybody went dead silent all slowly just turned their head to our table like what the fuck <laughs> and i and it's hilarious because like i said it's me him and jeff and rakiba so it's three dudes and one girl and they all probably just like what the fuck they over there plotting <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are they talking about yeah now I, I just remember to this day my favorite part is this dude named solomon rest in peace was my homie back then he just kind of looked over at me, just slowly just shook his head like, y'all motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. 
So that, and then you get stories like that. We tell mad stories on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Me and him have had the weirdest, most eventful life. So you hear all that type yeah. of shit. Too. Sounds <laughs> like you're a little bit of a spirit guide there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because his mom loves me. She was like, even thanking me not too long ago. She's like, thank you for being such a good friend of my son and leading him on the right path. I was like, oh, no problem. It's my plans. I got him. And then his dad is like, yo, fuck him. He corrupted my son. So it's like, I got, <laughs> I get both. <laughs> I was a bad influence on well, him. Well, his boy <laughs> came home yelling at him about orgies, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you believe know? me, he ain't he didn't never said that at his house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that kind of household. I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> oh no, well, well, tell people because I mean y'all still y'all still are picking the movies out the bag, right? Oh, thank God I for I don't know how I missed that part. But yeah. um since we when we started like the first 10 episodes, I would legit just go upstairs. I got like six DVD racks and movies upstairs. I got a shit ton of stuff. And I was just like, all right, what will be a good episode? And I'll pick out like he had never seen Star Wars. So I'm like, are right, we doing Star Wars this week or anything like that? He hated wow. the original Star Wars too, everybody mm-hmm. listening. So listen to that episode if you want to be <laughs> Yeah, I'm, com- I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. Uh, I, I got you, Dan, because he hated the original Star Wars. He said Empire Strikes Back was better, but still sucked. And he liked Return of the Jedi the best. But flip it. He said episode one is the best one out of all of them he watched. Then he said episode oh. two was better. And then he said episode three was the so he likes all the prequels better than the original ones. So there you go. Yeah, he loves diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> but um, but now after episode 10, I was like, it'd be more fun if I just like get a bunch of shit thrown in a bag. And after Star- he hated Star Wars, I made sure I got a Darth Vader bag for him. So every time it's on mm. the camera, you just see Darth Vader. And we just sometimes there's different topics. Like sometimes it'd be like, like all February and March, we just do all black movies. So it'd just be a bunch of black movies in there. And all October and November, it's all horror movies. So it's all horror movies in there and Christmas yeah. movies and shit like okay. that. There's okay. be themes sometimes, or sometimes it's just like it can be like trespass and falling down and some Wu Tang movie or something like that. Just random shit. Okay. I never know what he's gonna pick. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I've I've been intrigued by some of these titles because there's there's some that I'm like. I just I don't even know what this is, but I gotta listen to it and then like see the movie like Champagne and Bullets. Oh, uh, like like Christie's Santa's first female reindeer. Do not do not watch that. I'm telling I love you. how you was like, all right, watch that one. No, 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 don't. Watch that one. Oh, there are some of them where it's like, I'll take the hit for you. That was actually my boy Joey. He always tries to make us watch stupid shit. He actually had a, uh, made, made us watch a uh, Roller Gator, another mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. I'll explain it to you and then I will leave it up to your own risk. Roller Gator is about there's a woman that finds an alligator, but it's just a hand. It's legit just a hand puppet. And she has it in her book bag the whole movie. And she's getting chased by ninjas and shit. But the but the 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 best part of it is that the gator raps. So it's a rapping alligator hand puppet. That's a real movie. This shit about to give me a stroke. Yo, yo, look up a clip. There's a clip that just says gator rap on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> gator rap. And that's from Joey and me and Pete. That's one of the only <laughs> movies that made PJ. PJ fell. He he stood up because he was so bored, and he fell asleep legitimately standing up. <laughs> that's like how. like I got a new Birdemic. Yeah. yeah oh, it's way worse. I might have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, new Birdemic drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we didn't we didn't quite reach that level with this movie, but t- no. <laughs> tell us tell us what movie you wanted us to watch this week. All right, this is one. It's the air up there, the Kevin Bacon joint. I when I saw your list, mm. I immediately wanted to do Breaking because I'm a big hip hop dude, and I'm like, it's got taken. Sorry, what else we got? And I think this was actually at the top. I would like yeah. scroll back to the top, and I was like, I know this title, and I looked it up, and I saw that motherfucking poster, and I'm like, <laughs> I used to see this video at the uh, rental store all the time. Yep. 
And even as a kid, I was like, something don't look right. You know, I didn't know exactly what it was at the time. Like, this looks weird. And I've always been curious about it. My ex-girlfriend actually, it came up somehow. And I showed her the poster and she just looked at it and she was like, oh, fuck that. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just get this off the way. I'm going to finally watch this movie. You gave me the reason to finally watch it. So thank you. Know, we, we, we try to provide. Um, well, the Arab there, for those who don't know, I'm sure if you, I agree with you on that. It's one of these movies that if you were in Blockbuster in the 90s, like, you know, you know, the movie, like you've seen the mm-hmm. poster, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was pretty ubiquitous, but uh, it came out in 1994. It does star Kevin Bacon. It stars Charles Gatanga uh, Miani. And it's ta- like, this was what was confusing me because we couldn't find it anywhere except for Cameron eventually came through with the, with the hoopla, uh, you know, discovery because like it's distributed by Buena Vista Pictures, which was like a subsidiary of Disney which is where the the non-Disney Disney movies came out. And so I just assumed it was a Disney movie, but it apparently was not, and you can't get it on Disney+. Plus. But, um, <laughs> the mouse does not want to be affiliated. Yeah. <laughs> but its its budget was $17 million. The box office was $21 million, so it was mm. a success of a movie. You know, not like a screaming success, but definitely, you know, made, made its money back and then some. And it's, a, it's about Kevin Bacon. He's a college coach. He used to be a star basketball player, blew out his knee, and he goes to Africa to recruit this just random kid that he saw on a, on a grainy VHS video to basically save his job, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then everything that you assume happens from there definitely does happen. Uh, <laughs> Cameron, you... Well, before that, because I like neither, so n- neither of you had seen the movie before, right? I was the no. only one who had seen this. Yeah, no. And for me, like this is is definitely speaking back to you know for sure core runnings. But then there was like a slew of, of basketball movies that came out in the nineties, of, of varying degrees of quality, and then also varying degrees of like, you know, not for kids for kids, right? You know what I mean? Because you got this, obviously you've got Above the Rim, uh, mm-hmm. you've got you know Six Man, you've got. Space Jam, Space wow, Jam, Six Man, yeah, a little Damn, bit. I saw that too. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little bit later, but then you've got you know, like Mike. <laughs> you know, so like I saw all of those. Like I was just like, oh man, I've like seen all we, these movies. If, and if it, I don't think any of them are good. No. <laughs> Space Jam, pretty much. But yeah. I was like, if it's got basketball, I'm gonna be there. You know, that was me as a kid. So like, you know, people playing basketball, I'm gonna watch it. Right. I don't know. I don't really remember what my reaction to this movie was, but I hadn't seen it since I saw it in 1994. So <laughs> I think that might say something about <laughs> you know, yeah. what I was feeling at the time. Um, but Cameron, you, we always say it, we can do it in five minutes. Um, oh, man. You think you got it in five minutes? <laughs> I believe you could do it. There's, I, we, we, we go on tangents. If we could just like zero in and focus, I feel like. You know, you look like you're having a migraine. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I, <laughs> I watched it last night and I yeah. kind of half watched it because this movie is like, if you watch enough movies, yeah, you know how this is going. You know where oh, yeah. everything's going. Like, no, there's no, they're not doing anything new here. Nothing new. Like, literally, three act structure, yeah. uh, <laughs> hero's journey, fish yeah. out of water. Like, it's everything. It's like, a dude opened a screenwriting book and was like, and it said to do that. And then I, yep. it said to do this. And then, okay, so I got to make this happen later. So then I did it. I have a movie now. 
yeah. it's slightly racist, but I got a movie now. I mean, you're gonna love to hear about the people behind this movie, but oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think you can do it, I mean, I can, I can jump in because I just watched yeah. it literally this morning. So okay, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I got it. I mean, all right, do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering. I'm, I'm all gonna right. tell the listeners right now. I'm remembering. All right, I believe you. I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let, let me know when you want me to start. When you're ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. So we got Jimmy Dolan. He is a uh, college basketball assistant assistant coach. And he's uh, we meet him when he's recruiting, like, you know, the great white hope from <laughs> Ohio, some white boy who's really tall and really ready to play basketball. And it's between the school that Jimmy is uh, recruiting for, St. Joseph's which is like, you know, a Catholic college somewhere. I don't even remember. Where is the college? Did it's, they say? It's, there's a real St. Joe's in Philadelphia, but I believe. But it's movie. not Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I think this is supposed to be New York somewhere. Lies. It, it might be a <laughs> stand New York State. Yeah, New York State. It yeah. might be a stand in for St. John's. Um, right, right, right. That, definitely that. Definitely. Yeah. That. All right. So he's recruiting this guy and this kid is like, well, maybe you could get me a Camaro. Maybe you could get me a convertible. And he, he says, like, maybe you should you should be playing for Publishers Clearinghouse. I thought it was like. <laughs> goofy joke i thought it was all right <laughs> three out of ten it was all right which isn't all right but anyway <laughs> all right so he he ends up uh he, this guy is getting on his nerves so he's like all right bet let's play one-on-one and then you know cut to kevin bacon who is jimmy Dolan. he takes off his uh you know his suit and he's got you know a t-shirt and you know, basketball shorts he's ready to go but he's also got a busted knee which yeah. is like he's gonna beat a high school prospect with a busted knee. And of course he does, because it's a screenplay. Why not? <laughs> All right. So he does it and he beats the kid. And the kid is like, well, fuck y'all anyway. I didn't want to come to this dumbass school anyway. So he's out. Uh, I literally spent like a whole minute on the opening scene. This is, it says nothing. <laughs> but any, anyway, anyway. All right. So Jimmy's like uh, scared away all the potentials. And the actual coach who is retiring that year is like, yo, I need a prospect. And he's like, well, I, I saw this random videotape one day and take a look at it. It turns out there's a missionary, a guy and a missionary in Kenya who is teaching kids uh, how to play basketball. And he sees through the graininess of this tape somehow. He's And he says he, he got the science and math departments to like do depth perception technology and like degradify the video to say that the kid is like six eight he's got like a crazy reach and shit and i'm like what lies anyway mm -hmm. anyway <laughs> so he's like i'm going to kenya and he's like no you're in the old coach is like no you're not you're going to boston you stupid idiot and he's like <laughs> fuck you cut to he's in kenya and he goes to kenya and he's on the bus and he's like I don't know where I am. They do the whole fish out of water. Like I'm surrounded by black people and the black people are even <laughs> like, there is a white man. What is he doing? Here? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that for about 20 minutes. And he's looking for this uh, village Winabi. And he, after a series of goofball stuff, he uh, finally finds Winabi. And it's uh, on the way though. He finds another, it finds another village that is run by this like mean, they call him fat. So yeah. I guess I have to call him fat. Uh, <laughs> he's a mean fat guy who runs another village. Yeah. If he was, if this was a white movie, he definitely right. would have like a mustache. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he, oh he, twirly mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah so he's like a bad guy in another village and he's got his own like david robinson looking african guy who, <laughs> who can play basketball really well and kevin bacon's like no i need my special african i gotta go to yeah. wanabi and i'm looking for wanabi and i'm looking for that guy and david robinson's like oh fuck all right i'm out <laughs> so he leaves that village and he finally finds wanabi he finally finds this super tall kid saleh Saleh is 6'8", and Saleh is, like, great at basketball. Uh, but he's also, like, next in line to be, like, the leader of his village, of Wanabi. And his dad, the chief, is like, he ain't going nowhere. He is supposed to be the next in line. He is my successor. Take your white man crap and get out of here. So Kevin Bacon's like, no, I will do what it takes to get this guy on my side. I will ingratiate myself with the tribe. I will get scarfied. I will climb to the top of a mountain. I will teach your whole village basketball, which is literally the next like 40 minutes of the movie mm -hmm. is him like lifting pails of cow milk. He meets a missionary white lady who, you know, is supposed to be a love interest, but like he, she doesn't really have to be. Even though at the end of the movie, when, of course, I'm not spoiling anything, they win the big game at the end. And uh, she kisses him for no fucking reason. There's no reason she kissed him. That's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, like I said, he ingratiates himself with the tribe. Uh, but also, remember mean fat villager guy? He's back. He's like, <laughs> I want the village. I got money and I want the village. And he's like, no. No, Saleh, fight for your people. And Saleh is like, yeah, that's right. We're going to play on basketball. So the big game goes down. The other tribe versus Wanabi. I forgot what. Damn, that's it? Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Keep, I tried it. Keep I mean, that. I got 15 seconds left because yeah, honestly, go, go. it's like Wanabi versus the mean tribe. Wanabi wins, of course. After like what? Kevin Bacon has to play for them. He got to go back in there, but he fucks his knee up yeah. double time. Actually, no, he goes in in the first quarter. He fucks up his knee. Yeah. And then in the second quarter, they pull in one of the tribe's women who is also really good at basketball. Saleh's sister, yeah. Saleh's mm -hmm. sister. But they, oh my God, this is the grossest scene I've ever seen in oh, movies, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and it's it's not, it doesn't even go all the way with it. It's just nasty as a concept that like, mm -hmm. so they got to guard her. So this one tribesman just like <laughs> is grabbing her ass. It's just hand on the ass hand That's on her titty defense yeah ain't no defense is a whole <laughs> flavor foul my nigga like what are you talking about he is like and literally she'll be she's dribbling up the court and her his hand is firmly planted on a cheek <laughs> gripping the entire that shit. time gripping yes gripping the shit <laughs> and, and her titty and like her breasts this is crazy mm -hmm. it makes no sense that this is in a pg-13 pg movie pg pg That's, yeah it's gross it's weird and then, it, like, she fouls out. She fouls out. Yeah. Because she throws the ball at the dude's groin. At, at the, yeah. At, she, she gets her revenge by, like, show, like passing the ball to his dick and, like, <laughs> knocks him out, you know. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but also, like, nasty that she's got to yeah. do that. And, like, and then she fouls out, which is, like, yeah. so mm -hmm. backwards. Everything's wrong about that. <laughs> So Kevin Bacon goes back in in the fourth quarter and like makes like the game winning pass to Saleh who like oh no he gets he gets cooked and yeah. then oh that's right that's right that's right the brother yes. has to step out in his church league attire with his like <laughs> his slacks and somehow he gets sneakers from somewhere yeah I forgot I forgot that in the second and then he goes second full half of the game they get sneakers the, yeah he he the goes full team gets sneakers. <laughs> so confusing that it's, it's like what and they come out of nowhere yeah his his they brother goes 
his brother goes full Leon and above the rim, and he just starts yes. cooking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, y'all want to see these real skills going behind the back, through the legs, dunking on people, Steph Curry, all of a sudden. Yeah. It's it's really – this game is actually at the worst part of the movie to me, in my opinion, honestly. Because well, it's so full of, like, we don't care moments. It's so hmm. full of, like – as a screenwriter, it's like, oh, and somehow they get sneakers, and somehow – this uh tribesman like near rapes a woman on the court but she follows yep. out like it's all just like backwards and upside down and <laughs> the least it like the space jam basketball game makes more <laughs> sense than this one to me yeah and, and anyway they win the big game and Saleh ends up going to St. Joseph like yeah. <laughs> which you knew was going to happen at the top yeah. of the movie like so I, I thought it was gonna happen way earlier than it <laughs> did though i did this movie went a whole different direction than what i expected i thought he'd be over in Kenya for like maybe just the first third i ain't expect the whole damn movie to be there. Yep. yeah it, when when they shoot the scene there's a scene where uh he sends the tape back i was like oh he must be back i guess he yeah. came back to school no, no he's still there and he's still no. like climbing a mountain and getting scarified yeah. <laughs> oh i'm i'm just gonna get this let's just get this in off top that's right this movie is fucking crazy it is can we talk about a few things because the first thing i want to talk about ain't no way in hell kevin bacon (laughs) is doing any of this shit on the basketball court i had to look at literally after the first scene where he like he dunks on him. He dunks he, on him. He dunks mm-hmm. on him, right? <laughs> he dunks on a guy that's like got a whole foot and a half on him. Look, Kevin Bacon is listed at 5'10". I'd say that might be generous. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's a lie. I'm just saying that if we were to measure and he came out closer to 5'9", you know, <laughs> I wouldn't Tom be Cruise surprised. Apple box yeah. vibes. Yeah, I am 5'11", six foot on a good day in the right light, you know, when the earth is tilted at the right, you know what I mean? And I played basketball from, you know, elementary school to to high school, and I dunked one time on a 10-foot rim, you know what I mean? And it wasn't in a game, it was just, I was just shooting around, and I got it one time. Kevin Bacon, not even in a game. Kevin Bacon is... I, at this, I don't know how old we're supposed to believe he is in this movie, but he's definitely. I assume he's like thirty-five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's in his 30s. He's blew his knee out. You know yeah. what I mean? And <laughs> he can, part. And he is, you know, again, five ten allegedly. He's this man is not. He's not Spud Webb, right? He's not Nate Robinson. I don't know how. And it wasn't even that. Like he he was giving this kid the business. Really. To to a point that I was like, I would if I was the coach of the team, I would be like, good because that kid sucks. Because if you yeah. cooked him, <laughs> right? If how you cooked how, him, how, how is, is he your coach, your recruiter, going to cook you in a one on one game? That don't make no fucking sense. With a bad knee. With a with bad a, knee. <laughs> with a bad knee. But then, so this is the thing that threw me the most is at the end, right? Like he was. How how did somebody not put him on skates? You know what I mean? Like he should have been, <laughs> he should have been Michelle Kwan at the Olympics, like just skating around that. Because they were playing. Look, this is what's so wild about this movie. When when he originally goes and meets, uh, you know, the big bad of the movie, mm. dude is like, "Yo, come to my basketball court in this like warehouse <laughs> somewhere where he's got like a just an African basketball team that's joking about going to the '96 Olympics and like you know all this yep. stuff." 
but for some reason the big basketball game is played on like a fucking dirt <laughs> court <laughs> a dirt Un- court unlevel ground <laughs> like rocks and shit nigga. like boy, yo. and my man with one knee is 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 giving people work i don't believe that at all <laughs> i can't get down with that no nah. it, it would take not much to put that man in in the ICU, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just just a just a decent crossover, and I think he would be. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Speaking speaking of crossover, let's 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 all get into the specifics of the big play right here. So in the in the first scene that we're describing, he's it's what nine three is a game or something. Yeah. Like Ten three is yeah. the game that he's he ends up like you know he gets to a point where he's like all right ten three come on it's game winning. And he says, all right, I'm going to show you. And in the moment, he's literally like, you know, it's him. It's one-on-one. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you this play. I'm going to show you this play that got me this ring, right? So he shows him that, what, it's like, it's a basic crossover. It's like, yeah. basically, <laughs> and he tells it, he's like, it's all right. It's in three steps, all right? The first step is, I'm showing you I'm going left. And I even go left. And he's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Eight foot white giant. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, shake it up. And then he says, All right, so I went left and now I'm going to show you I'm going right. And he goes right. And he's, oh my God, he's still falling down. Like this play is taking forever. I would have snapped yeah. the ball and slapped him and then dunked on him. Like, and I'm not even good at basketball. <laughs> and then there's the third, then there's the third final part of the whole play which is basically he crossed him up twice and then put the ball through his legs mm-hmm. on the third on the third part of the play and I'm like and then and then dunked and then dunked <laughs> on him this whole play is incorrect <laughs> <laughs> well my this man was going falsified. he was going full Kyrie right you know what right. I mean he was like I'm a dribble for 23 seconds and then take a <laughs> shot you know, but like even in, I don't know what version of basketball they're playing, but if there is such a thing as a shot clock, because there was forty something <laughs> seconds left in the game, and at the end of the game when Saleh like runs the, it's supposed to be the big moment where he runs Jimmy Dolan's you know signature play. Yeah, he dribbles the and whole he does, fucking he does, time. Yeah, he dribbles and he talks to him the whole time. Yeah. So he was dribbling for forty seconds. Taken. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is like an eternity in the basketball game. 40, yes. 46 seconds is two possessions. Like that, yeah. like so many things could happen in forty six seconds of the basketball game. And here he is trying to, you know, do his and one mixtape with these like weak, <laughs> <laughs> weak dribbling moves, and then Un- unseasoned cross up. <laughs> oh, that should be naming a movie. <laughs> but that's so. That's the thing. Like Jimmy Dolan. It's he's a weird character, right? Because I mean, we've gone yeah, through all the different yeah. variations of white savior. Whether it's like the good intention white savior, or the reluctant white savior, or the mm-hmm. you know like white savior who um, you know like has a, has a change of heart. You know, you know. Like, I mean, that's a lot of like the teaching movies, right? Where like, oh, mm-hmm. like you know, I thought these kids were bad, but you know, once I got to know them, like I, I had you know this whole change. I do anything for these children, right? He mm-hmm. like flits in and out of all those different things because initially he's at some kind of like charity thing at the school and they and they put up the the grainy footage of Saleh not even playing basketball he's just in the background of a video and my man is clearly sauced 
and just gets up and like walks almost on stage just to like look at the video. You know what I mean? And then he's like, I got an idea to save my job, basically, right? Like the only mm-hmm. reason he wants to do this is to like not get passed over for, you know, other clearly jerk assistant coach um who's trying to try to take the head coaching job. So like he goes to Africa with no plan. <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre because like yeah. He knows he went there that, with a duffel and a backpack. Yeah, and a he, lack of a plan. He knows that there's a school. Like that's where he's going. He keeps saying he's going to Wanabe, but what he really means is he's going to this like missionary. Mm. And I don't know why he didn't tell people that. You know yeah, I mean? that's what I was saying the whole time. It's like, why don't you just say where you're trying to go or tell, get on the right bus or some shit? Right, because that's like I'm trying to go to Chicago, and it's like, but but where though? Where? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, right, and, so, right. and so he gets there. And like you're saying, like, there's the whole, like, oh, fish out of water. He doesn't know what's going on. He gets into the village. Before he gets to the village, there's a very bizarre scene where he's, like, just doing, like, a, like, a, I guess a nature documentary. He's just filming giraffes. And he's just, like, (laughs) just got bored for a minute. Yeah. I'm in Africa. Why not? He just started walking. Because he just started walking from the, from the little city that he was in. And I was, like, you're just going to, you know, it's not even like you're just going to walk in Africa. But it's, like. Africa is hot. Yeah. So like you you are it's it, it looks hot wherever you are. So you're just going to walk into uh like the plains of Africa with no you know, he really does though. Like real that plan. Is, that is the scene he literally like he walks the plains of Africa not a village <laughs> in either direction mm-hmm. and he's just trudging in the I have walked 20 blocks in New York City with the same duffel and the same backpack. And, you know, I'm not out of shape, but I'm not really in shape either. I'd be winded in New York. Look, I mean, he, you know, he had, I guess, an unlimited stamina because he he cooked that uh, teenager in the beginning of the movie. And then, like... Mm -hmm. You know he's he's an he's an impeccable athlete, I guess. But like his whole trajectory in the movie, though, like he gets there, they're like, "Oh, cool, yeah." So he's not gonna go with you though, because he's got responsibilities here, and he's basically like, "Well, fuck your responsibilities. Like, what do I need to do <laughs> to get you to come to this like D two college with me <laughs> to get you on scholarship?" So he's like, "I'm gonna buy you cows. All right, that's not enough. I'm gonna like go through this weird like." ceremony or i go on a weird vision quest and then you like cut me and then okay is that is that not enough you cut me you know but then he so but he goes to like how you put that he goes he goes to all these extremes and then the moment that the village burns down he's like i guess i'm out like bye yeah yeah, yeah, yeah really y'all did, y'all actually. that's a thousand percent what happened <laughs> y'all are on your own and then the most random part so he's like just chilling at I guess the, whatever the bus stop is, and um, then Soleil's dad burst into the bar that I guess that dude owns, and is just like arguing with evil dude, and then pulls out a gun and a is pistol. basically just like concerns <laughs> me a little bit, you know what I mean? But you know I, I packed that thing too, so he come around this way, you will get caught. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yup. And then fire, fires the gun, looks at the gun like he didn't know that's what a gun does. 
shit. He shoots on a TV, basically, and like everybody looks at it like, oh, that's what guns do? (laughs) (laughs) But then the whole thing hinges on like the 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 chief who's Sele's father the whole time has been like I'm not buying into this shit my son's not going with you to America right. basketball stupid you're stupid <laughs> like <laughs> I want nothing to do with this and then faced with the literal like continued existence of his village is like we're gonna play basketball <laughs> and not only that but you're gonna coach the basketball team that's gonna save our village and then. His reaction to that is, nah, I'm good. I'm going home. Yeah. Right. And then Saleh is like, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll basically promise myself to you if, if you coach our team and help us save our village. And then he's like, all right. You know what I mean? It kind of, it kind of feels like the, <laughs> it kind of feels like the love of basketball scene. Where, yeah. But mm. instead, it's like Kevin Bacon and Saleh's father <laughs> being like, what you going to play before? The heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah village your son basically your son <laughs> and then but then uh one of the one of the dudes on the team gets hurt and then uh kevin bacon again is like oh i'm out yeah we're done i'm just gonna go home <laughs> so it's like every step of the way when it's like oh okay he's finally gonna get what he wants or like oh it seems like he's ingratiated himself into this village he's like nah this is too much i'm gonna leave i'm just gonna get on the plane back to america um Literally you know, so- every time times get tough, he's like, "Yo, where that plane at, though? Yeah, Why? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta be out." That shit, I laughed so hard at that one where <laughs> the dude got injured, and they look over and it's like, "What, you, what we gonna do?" He's like, "Shit, I'm going home." <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> it's literally like the last like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm out. This is too much." Nah, for me. <laughs> he, he, he hit him with the Uncle Phil. We. and just walked away it's because i mean so i just want to hear from y'all because like he is he is a white savior like he is doing Mm, all the white savior things yeah it seems like he it's not even that he doesn't want to save them but like the work that i guess to put into it it's just wild to see him like go back and forth between i'm literally gonna sell possessions to buy you cows Mm -hmm. to oh Somebody got hurt. I guess that's it. I'm going to go home now. (laughs) The reluctant white savior. Yeah. I mean, he's reluctant, but reluctant and then not like just whenever the movie needs him to be. Right. He just kind of turns on a dime. Yeah. When the movie needs him to stay to save three children from a burning from the burning village. He's still there. That was wild, too. I was like, not one of y'all are going to save these kids. Kevin Baker has to save this kid. Like, what? There's a fire. Like, grab the children. Everyone in the background is like running around like a chicken with a head cut off. Like, has Mm -hmm. no idea how to react to this. But Kevin Bacon is the only person who's like, three children, like, shield them (laughs) from the fire. (laughs) Like, the fuck? It's like you said, too, man. Like, the whole movie is like badly written, but that that last like maybe start that's the whole second half almost. I was gonna say mm-hmm. last third, but like the whole second half of shit just like my man just really was like, I gotta finish this in like two hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I only got so much time left before I gotta get back on that continental flight. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just like, man, it just the shit just was getting worse as it went on. I was like, what the fuck is even happening anymore? Man? Right, it no. didn't matter. It it felt like it didn't matter, and that's what makes the movie feel like it's just goofing on you. Yeah, because like. Because he is, as a character, literally, he'll be like, all right, I'll trade you a million cows. Nah, it didn't work. I, all right, I got to go home. <laughs> and I'm like, dog, like, there is 45 minutes left in this thing. You, How do you, 
I don't even want you to say it in village because I don't even like this situation. <laughs> yeah. But I need this to resolve. Like, because it would it, it would be crazy if like literally he goes goes to Africa, he meets Saleh, he meets his uh, the chief, he meets everybody, has all these adventures, right? And then at the very last minute when like the third man on the team goes out, he's like, all right, facts, I'm out. This, is, like, this, is, this was actual trash. I can't be involved in this anymore. My mm. heart, my blood pressure's gone up. I, I got to rest this knee. Yeah. Like, what? What? Why? Why do, why do I care? Mm. I never cared, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask, it was this because you hadn't seen it before, was this movie as racist as you thought it was going to be? Or was it less racist than you thought it was going to be? Or well, did, I, ex- did... I expected the absolute worst, so it wasn't yeah. as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think that's kind of weird, too, because I expected this to be, like, kind of wild, honestly. Mm-hmm. Kind of way more wild than it is. I mean, it's still pretty, like, rough. In times, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, you smell like shit jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of you smell like shit jokes in like the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of like, I'll trade you a cow for. There's so many like my cow or, or my goat jokes. Yeah, my spear. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, it, it, I literally the first half of this movie is just the backbone is like, you smell like shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll trade you eight cows for a gallon of water. Like, it's, it's a lot of that. But I will say. And I mean, we can talk about this later when we go to um, how we reimagine the movie. But the the point of view, I mean, the movie is about Jimmy Dolan, right? Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with his misadventures in Africa. <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of it takes place among like the problems of the tribes, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is actually like inner tribe problems, like, you know. I can't tell you what they are because this movie doesn't really care no. to like go into detail about them, but it it like you there's a lot of scenes of Saleh and his sister talking or Saleh and the and the uh, his chief his father talking and like mm-hmm. I mean like you said that whole scene where he shoots out the TV at the bar that has nothing to do with Jimmy and he's far away like from the action right yeah he's mm-hmm. like oh y'all 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 why went in here is there <laughs> yeah he was at the airport <laughs> I'm just gonna go outside for a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the movie, a lot more of the movie than I expected, especially doing this podcast and seeing how people get treated in these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot less of the white savior in this movie mm-hmm. than I initially thought there was gonna be. So I'm actually like, I was actually kind of happy to see that a little bit. Yeah. It well, was weird. It was surprising, you know. Yeah. Like Brent, what about you? I feel pretty much the exact same way. Like I said, that fucking poster did them no favors. Because mm-hmm. I, I I came in just waiting for it the whole movie. I'm just like, come on, come on, come on. Let's just get it out the way. Come on, fast. <laughs> and it never really happened. Like you said, there are moments that was like, here and there. But it was really, I, it, as bad as it may sound, because <laughs> I'm used to watching some of the work. I've seen some super racist shit on our show. I was like, we've had to watch movies with blackface in it type thing. So i'm sure we getting there too so mm-hmm. oh uh, just wait i'm sure there's a couple of y'all can do but um i just i was waiting for it the whole time and it never really happened so it kind of made the movie more boring if that if there actually had been more of that it may have been a little bit more exciting because i'd be like <laughs> oh you mother you know but i was just honestly just bored most of the movie watching i did watch it at three in the morning too that probably didn't help <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was way 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 less than i expected well it's got that disney 
racism, right? Which is the same yeah. as like Cool Runnings, where it's just like y'all know they're different, right? Because mm-hmm. they're black and they're from Africa, so mm-hmm. like, we're, we're not really gonna like say it, say it. And it is kind of weird because, like you were saying, Cameron, like it is all interpersonal African issues. So there's not really like he is the white person, like him. <laughs> the guy who's running the missionary and then like the the sister who's there mm. are like the white people in the movie and then all but they're they're all benevolent in their own you know different ways and then mm-hmm. like you know there's no like racist white person to like intervene in anything going on and even like Kevin Bacon yeah. is the like ignorant like they try to do a thing which doesn't really work but it's it's the have a white person say the the right thing right and so mm. that's like we're gonna we're gonna skip over all the you know accusations of stuff because like the sister that's basically her job in the movie right like every time jimmy's like doing something she's like you don't care about this village they've been here before time existed like yeah you don't yeah. you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. Yeah. you're just here to like you know export you know this this one kid you know because i think in the beginning he was like oh you know like i'm not gonna take him away i'm just gonna borrow him for four years and then she was like oh is the, <laughs> is the nba gonna borrow him next you know like are you is he ever gonna come back uh and i think there's another scene where you know he's like going back and forth with her because you know like you were saying cameron it's a real weird not even like a meet cute situation but more just like we're gonna bicker a lot and then and then and then kiss right it was like yeah it yeah. wasn't even like negging her or anything like that it was more just like i guess she just had to get that in you know mm-hmm. like it, it felt very weird and out of place but there's an mm-hmm. argument that they have where he's just like you know she's like what you think a couple cows you know are going to save this village like you think like you're just going to come in here and save all these people and he's like you know i've, I've done more for them than you've done you know, however long you've been here, like you're just right. you're only here for, you know, like selfish reasons and, you know, all this weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they were like, OK, so we're going to say that stuff. Right. To make it clear that like Jimmy is, I guess, wrong or like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is 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 doing something maybe not good here or to make you question whether Saleh should really go with him to America. Mm-hmm. But they never really. Yeah get into the implications of that or like any of the actual like we never really hear what Sale thinks because like he just kind of goes back and forth between I want to come to America I have responsibilities in Wanabe you know what I mean like he that's mm-hmm. his two modes like he'll just say one or the other depending on what the movie needs you know in terms of dramatic tension right so mm-hmm. like it's just real it's real interesting to see see it again after all these years because i i too was bracing myself for like <laughs> man there's gonna be some weird like just just poorly timed jokes and stuff like yep. that the only two things there well, there was three things that i was like all right when when Saleh says to him uh i believe in you jimmy dolan i want you to be my brother you know like before uh, uh he goes on that <laughs> weird vision quest thing i was like yeah Come on, dog. Like you ain't, <laughs> ain't gotta go that far. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. That scene feels like the most actively racist scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the vision quest. It was weird too because that like, sequence is just wrong. <laughs> it, it it amounts to him having like a full on like revelation about life. But yeah, yeah. he just climbed a mountain. That's like it. that's sat, <laughs> sat in the rain for overnight. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
And it was a shot like he honestly, it looks like he free soloed a fucking mountain with a backpack. And sometimes the backpack's not even there. Like as far as (laughs) the movie's details, it is really clumsy around this point. Cause he be having a backpack and then not having a backpack. Mm -hmm. And then he slept Mm -hmm. the night in the rain, but like, (laughs) did it take a whole day to climb a mountain? And like, (laughs) I don't know. Cause it's like what you would imagine a vision quest amounting to is kind of like you being isolated from all these other people and like mm. having to really think about and consider why you're doing this particular thing, but also, you know, your life and, you know, all those things, yada, yada, yada. Right. right. He just climbs the mountain and then throws his championship ring off the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And, and that's it. It's like no reasons. It's just like he did the thing. <laughs> he did the thing. And then he, and then he's got his arms out. And like the camera like spins around him, you know, like he, (laughs) you know, and I'm just like, but what did you learn? You know, like what, what is it that you're coming back to? And then, yeah, he comes, well, this is what he says about the, the ritual. Oh, As he says, can we skip the part with the rap music and the large knife and the large knife? And I was Mm. like, okay. And then the part where he shows the, (laughs) the part where he shows the, the, the bad guy, the scar, he yeah. really just looks like he's showing him his dick, right? Like I, I like thought he, that's what he did. Is I forgot 100%. about the scar. Because the reaction that the guy gives is like he saw a dick. <laughs> um, but then at the end, right? One, I don't know why Soleil had to cut his hair to go to a a, yeah, a school. Yeah. I guess racism, right? I guess yeah. they were like, you you can't come to this. Uh, christian academy with those braids you're gonna have to fit our whatever our dress code is that doesn't allow uh black hair and then uh, <laughs> oh god he, he is introduced as being from wanabe africa and i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> that's uh that's something well that's right but, um... <laughs> well it's kind of like to me and I, I mean, I could be getting this entirely wrong, but I feel like he is like the Wanabe tribe is like Maasai people, right? It looks mm. like they're Maasai people. Yeah. Which are, you know, they're a people, they're a people of Kenya. I do know that. Right. And they also uh, have a certain, like a, a, a thing they do in their culture with their hair is that they put red mud in it in their, they put red mud in their braids. And that like holds it together. That's why you see a lot of the um, a lot of the people in the tribe in that movie had the red, the mm-hmm. red hair mm-hmm. because it's like a red mud that they put in their hair. But like the movie doesn't care about any of that. No. The movie is just like these are African people who do African things from time to time. <laughs> and I mean, like to the untrained eye, you know, they're just like, yeah, they're African. Right. But like to me, I'm thinking, are they Maasai? Like, is that what they do specifically? Like, no. I don't know. <laughs> the yeah. person that wrote this has no idea what you're even talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh no, the person who who wrote this is like, oh wow, mm-hmm. yeah, that is mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, I want to talk about something else too because I, I don't know if if either of you have seen the new Space Jam. Yeah, with, with LeBron, I've seen the first hour of it. Okay, I could not. <laughs> That's bad that you could say the first hour of it too. That movie is way too long. Yeah, that movie is so long. It's like yeah. two hours. Uh-huh. Ain't this for kids? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
speaking of being for kids, right? Like the end of that movie is insane because they're in some kind of fucking CGI hallucinogenic <laughs> nightmare where like all the WB properties are watching them play basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Somehow that was less distracting than watching all the Wanabi people watch this game at the end because <laughs> yeah. I kept looking into the crowd and just what is happening? Like there was a lot of undulating, right? Yeah. There was a lot of like <laughs> gyrating, a lot of yeah. just like people like doing weird, like quote unquote African chanting. Mm, um, yeah. And I was just like, there's the scene where they do the huddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, while you're, you're the camera is, is Jimmy, right? He's in the yeah. foreground, he's in the center frame. But then on the outsets of the frame are like women bobbing their bodies <laughs> around. And it's like in sync. And but it's just like it's kind of like like a magic eye puzzle. You're like looking at one thing, but you gotta look at the background to see the full picture. And it's like, what am I supposed to be paying attention to? I just want to know what the direction was for that scene. Like, what were they telling those people to do? Because it wasn't watch a basketball game. Because they <laughs> they were definitely just everybody was doing something different. Like there was definitely a like a tribal dance happening yeah. at one point, and I was just like, I. I, I guess this is just what they would assume African people would do at a sports game. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but, sure. like, nobody would do that at any sports event just because, <laughs> like, it's not even – because it's not even, like, a chant. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they had, like, a little, like, let's go Wanabi chant or, like, a, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Like, I guess it was also – crazy because at the end of the movie when Sally's brother comes out they just start <laughs> chanting his name yeah. and it took me a minute and the only reason i knew they were chanting his name because i had the subtitles on so i was just me like too. <laughs> so they're oh, oh they, i went I, I i i went no subtitles this movie for some uh, reason i thought i could do it <laughs> you know i mean i always i always have them on just because i want to know exactly <laughs> what mm. is being said in these movies mm. just so i can i can get it verbatim what if i have to, to copy anything down um but it's like because he gets out the car and like again in his like i guess corporate outfit i really don't know why he's dressed the way he is but like i or maybe he's supposed to be like this guy's driver or something um but it's like they have the shot where like his his loafers hit the ground and then like everybody starts chanting his name but he's not even near the court like he's watching from a, a jeep you know, oh, that's right. Be- he's salty and he's watching the game from the mm-hmm. Jeep. Yeah, and like parked behind. And because the whole subplot of like him and his dad having a falling out. And then he gets on the court and like, dude is like, you can't play for them because you work for me. And then his dad's like, don't touch my son. He's Wanabi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, even, it's, it's even more wild than that, even because he steps up. And the pops is like, yo, no, no, fuck you. I don't fuck with you. You can't play for us. And yeah. then that's when the dude come up and says something. It's like instantly the dad is like, yo, wait, that's my son. He playing yeah. for us. It's like that shit happened in like a minute. In a second. <laughs> that yeah. whole argument yeah. was like began and squashed within yeah. 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, we're cook them niggas. He's on our team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucked up now. Like on the court. <laughs> You want to tell me who's playing for who? I'm the chief. Well, it had real birdie from above the rim energy, though. You know what I mean? Where he was yeah. just like, you know, from both, right? Where like when, <laughs> when when Leon comes down and above the rim, and Birdie's like that nigga even on the team, like he on the roster, he can't play. Uh, 
but then it's also you know like i guess the white coach from above the rim who's like he is now you know <laughs> he just like, <laughs> wrote his name on the this this the roll sheet yeah i don't know like i i'm still having a hard time accepting kevin bacon uh, doing anything he did in this movie just, just from a watching basketball repeated standpoint, you know basketball I mean? players with a busted knee. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my whole reaction was just like, "We will not have it." <laughs> I said, "We will not have it." <laughs> That's all I was thinking the whole time because, like, he was given. It, it, That's what the chief should have said. <laughs> we yeah. will not have it. <laughs> it was beyond. He was just giving people the business. It was like it was like a whole. He took out a whole LLC on Wanabi. Like he was just like <laughs> cooking them in a way that I didn't understand because it wasn't even like he was. Because the rest of the we didn't talk about the rest of the team. I think the the two things that we got to talk about uh, before we move on to the research, we got to talk about the rest of this team, mm-hmm. and then we got to talk about the sister, uh, the the nun who just has a oh, very God. weird storyline going on. But the rest of the team is just like your classic Disney. Look at these goofs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, look at these. They were the wasabi, go- the wasabi globetrotters. <laughs> they, they were the wasabi generals, like the Washington generals. Of, you know what I mean? The white was, team that gets cooked yeah. every time. <laughs> there was a point I, I I thought for a quick second that they were doing like some weird, I guess, like tribal drum version of the globetrotters music. I swear mm. I heard that shit at one point. <laughs> I was like, is that I, a whistle? Yeah, I could have sworn like when he was yeah. training them and they were doing all the little running around. I swear they had yeah. something like that playing in the background. <laughs> Well, because like there's the one guy who's just like the the big dude. It's supposed to be funny because he's big and he's playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess his job is to play defense, even though he does get cooked repeatedly in the game. <laughs> 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 and then there's the two. I thought they were supposed to be brothers, but I guess they just had the same name. And they like and they didn't oh, talk. And that they was just... the only time I openly laughed at the movie. Yeah, when it, was, when it was like, oh, they're the twins, and they're like passing the ball upside down to each other. Yeah, I was like, you know, looking at my nails, and then I was like, what? <laughs> well, that was the Globetrotter energy. Like they were just doing all, and then mm-hmm. but then the movie sets that up, and then they don't even do it in the game. Like you thought there was no, going to be I... a moment where they were going to do like some cool like double team move and like you know pass the ball between each other's legs or you know like a like a pick and roll kind of thing. And I oh, don't man. even remember them being in the game. Like no. I guess they, I guess they were there because they had to have five they people had, on the court. But they got they scored <laughs> points that Soleil did not score. You know? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, Soleil didn't walk away with like a hundred percent of that game. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other dude who was, I guess, Soleil's brother-in-law now. Um, oh yeah. Was just like I thought he was going to do more, but then he just kind of he was there to just smile, uh, and look, uh, like he's trying hard. Like that was his role on the team is his hustle guy oh, yeah, who that's tries right. real he hard. Was, he was hustle guy. He he ran in there. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm ready." <laughs> so it's just kind of because that was kind of like the the thing why the the chief was like, "I remember you said that you know my son and any four guys could win anything, any championship." So it's just like you know we're gonna mm-hmm. put yeah. that to the test for the sake of the village. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not even like, oh, if we. It's just it's way absurd, right? I mean, like the stakes yeah. of the movie jump dramatically at mm-hmm. just such a random point and then the fact that the dad went from like not even i don't even know if he understood basketball as a sport <laughs> but like just off off the strength of 
this white man coming in here and telling him about his son and how good at basketball he was, was like, I'm going to risk the entirety of our village and our land, our ancestral land on the, I mean, it's like, right. Imagine, mad imagine space it. jam energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, imagine if you woke up one morning and you got a text notification that said your whole town is on the line because <laughs> this guy is, might be really good at basketball. Yeah. And you're just like, I might get sold into slavery or something. Right. Like, I'm, just because, like, somebody might have a good jump shot. Like, this is right. crazy talk. Or even if your landlord was like, I'm going to evict you, or you could play me one on one. Or I'm going to play you for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, should there be a legal, should we sign documents to agree to this? Or because they were just like, we're going to have the military general. Mm hmm sign off on i didn't understand what that meant at all but i guess yeah that made no sense either they yeah. just pulled him I, in to like for yeah what? that's i guess that's what happened uh, <laughs> sort of maybe i don't know i mean the assumption is that they never came back and burned that village to the ground again but again <laughs> i i think they would have you know the second yeah. that he left i don't i don't know what would stop them um the screenwriter well, really understood <laughs> geopolitics. I'm telling you, he had two hours left to finish. The game. Like, Fuck, I got a deadline. Yeah, they got. I guess they got a hoop at some point. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, but let's talk about Sister Susan for a second, because like her whole deal is very random, and like I, I guess I know why she's in the movie. She's a secondary white savior. Mm-hmm. She's a missionary. The movie doesn't really talk about the messy complexities of missionaries in africa they Mm -hmm. just assume it's a general good that she is here and she's doing general good by doing whatever she's doing i guess she runs the school like the dude who founded the missionary just seemingly comes and goes as he pleases like he's kind of (laughs) around he's there and he's not (laughs) yeah he runs bingo night and then he's out (laughs) for a week and then like comes back um but she's she's like the like the doctor and then like the teacher and then I guess probably does other things around the village. It's, I don't really understand what her role or position is, but her role in the movie is is to nag Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. she does. Like she's just like, f- for some reason, whatever I'm doing for these African people is is much more valuable than whatever you're trying to do for them. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And like take your sports and your basketball and go back to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> also. I think I love you. Like maybe, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like maybe I'm just playing hard to get in a way. Cause he doesn't seem interested in her at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, it's like so weird. Like movies in the nineties were like, a woman has to kiss the hero by the end of this movie. Like regardless yeah. of there's being like a woman being integral to the plot, or even if the women in the movie, like, I mean, this is why they made a Bechtel test. <laughs> this yeah. is the reason that exists, <laughs> right? Because, like, mm-hmm. this woman is a failing example of that, right? Mm-hmm. She's a missionary. But, like, the only scenes she exists in are to literally, like you said, give jo- Jimmy Dolan crap while he's or, or on to, their land. to nurse him or somebody else. Or to nurse else. him when he breaks himself. Yeah. <laughs> or to kiss him when he succeeds. <laughs> Right. Like I, I feel like white men could not go to the movies in the '90s without getting a kiss. Like that's yeah. that's that's horrible. Yeah, well, because that's, that's like damaging to your ego. She's got a few, you know, moments where she does something that I guess is supposed to be unnun like, and he's just like, "You can do that," and she's like, "Only mm-hmm. if I really mean it." 
Um, it's, it's her one joke. That's the and, one, yep. and they and, do it three times, four times, yeah, at least. And the kisses, uh. the kisses, part of that. Yeah, and it's just like, but I don't understand it. I wanted to throw the movie out the window, but (laughs) that would involve throwing my laptop out the window, and you know. But it's also like that kiss is just like emblematic of what? Because I don't know what she thinks is going to happen afterwards. It's not. It's not even like they're going to be together. But it's also like, I, I, in theory, I guess he saved the village. You know what I mean? But like, he also is all the like she's not wrong like every time she's supposed to be reading him like she's saying exactly what he's doing mm. like she's very clearly knows that he's not really interested in any of these people here he's probably never going to come back to this village after he no. goes back to america like he really literally only came here to take this kid on a whim that he could hoop uh and like <laughs> yeah you know. he saw some grainy footage had yeah. some had like some freshmen from a two class math classes like yeah, do the research on the footage for him, and he was like, "I'm buying a ticket to Africa. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go to Africa off that." And I just- wondered, I wondered the same thing about her too. The whole time I thought it's gonna be like she'll end up with him. That's the love interest thing. But after a while, I was like, you know, I was like, she's there t- for us. So the screenwriter could be like, "Oh look, like you said earlier. Oh look, y'all saying it right now. Look, she said it too. It's fine. We know we get it. But it's like, no, just because you said it." Don't make it no better. You just like pointing out the obvious shit. That yeah. was like her whole role in the whole movie right there. Right. But again, it's also like, but what are you doing though? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, I, <laughs> I guess. What about you though? Yeah. I mean, they, they're not going to go into the explicit nature of it, but like African people had religion and customs and all these things way mm-hmm. before Europeans ever got there. And so I, I assume she is bringing Christianity to this mm-hmm. village you know what i mean Bingo. like right <laughs> you know like it's not yeah. an altruistic thing it's not like she's here to help them whether they buy into the religion or not it's like part of the help is you become christians and like yep. you know help us then spread the religion to other parts yeah. of the country and so like it wasn't like she was like yeah you know i just saw people struggling and came to help it was like yeah well i'm here for my own reasons but mm-hmm. like uh you know this this hour and 45 minute disney movie isn't really gonna get into <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the history of how all that goes uh but let's get into a little bit of the behind the scenes of this movie because it is interesting to know who made this movie it's directed by paul michael glazer who you might mm-hmm. know as starsky from starsky and hutch <laughs> uh, tracks and his other credits are kind of wild, right? Because he uh-huh. this is, he is behind the Running Man, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the the, the Schwarzenegger the yep. Schwarzenegger Sci-fi movie. movie. Yeah, uh-huh. the that last movie's mo- low key kind of cool. I love I like that it. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that movie is low key cool. Definitely, maybe high key cool. Fuck it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's a wild it, concept. It's one of his better movies. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, but I guess also <laughs> Michael Glaser. <laughs> That's probably his best one. <laughs> yeah, well, because directly after he makes the air up there in 1996, the last movie he ever directs uh-huh. is Kazam. There, I was waiting on you. <laughs> no, what? I was waiting on it. No. Uh, which we should know. So this it, dude has seen multiple basketball games in his life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, I mean, we should know this is this is the uh, prevailing conspiracy theory that I bought into for a long time. But there, Uh-oh. I guess, is not a movie called Shazam that stars Sinbad. Oh yeah, there is only Kazam, which stars 
Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. But I swear I knew that was a thing. But I guess I, you know, I brought it to whatever Mandela effect we were all. Uh, <laughs> I must have missed that wave because I'm like when people were talking about that, I was like, I don't remember that at all. I was like, I know Kazam because my brother and I used to watch the hell out of that movie as kids. Yeah. But I never yeah. remembered the Sinbad one. <laughs> I think. I don't know if he ever did play a genie. I just remember him being a genie in a movie. Sinbad but, should have been in more movies. He I'm should a, have. I'm going to go on record on the mic saying that Sinbad, we didn't do enough for him. Yeah. Because mm. he should be, he should have his own sitcom again right now. Yeah. yeah. That uh, dude is funny. Sidebar, is Kazam a white savior movie? Because uh, mm. a kid does save Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, from he saves Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. Because at the end, he, yeah, he the broke boombox. his chains off of him. Ah, he broke his chains <laughs> off of him. That's right. God damn. There you go. <laughs> this list is never going to add it to the list. We might have to put it on there. We'll, we'll investigate wow. that for y'all. <laughs> but, um, so, so that's who that's who directed this movie. It is then also written by Max Apple, who is. Just a novelist. Like, he's not a... He's, he hasn't written many of these screenplays. These are the three screenplays that he's written. Mm-mm. He wrote a screenplay called Smokey Bites the Dust, which is mm. not Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, but okay. Literally is Smokey and the Bandit. Like, I does it, it make oh. sense when you look that's at like it? The, that's like the James Bond movie that's not a James Bond movie. Oh, it's never not, say yeah. never again. Never say never again. But it's <laughs> definitely... It's even got the actual actor who played James mm-hmm. Bond at the time. Yeah. That makes no sense to me, also. <laughs> Yeah, it's about, you know, this teenage car thief uh, evading the sheriff of this town, which, like, has a lot of Starsky or, uh, you know, Smokey and the Bandit energy, but I guess they just... Definitely. Um, he, did the, <laughs> he did the air up there, um, and then he did Roommates, which is based on a short story that he wrote, um, which stars Peter Falk. Hmm, really? But, but also, apparently, is trash. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no. so he doesn't have a good track record, but that is no. Your boy's not doing well. No, you, you guessed it though. That is two white people. So <laughs> there no. are no no black people really involved in this movie in terms of like a behind the scenes making of standpoint. Oh really? Um, no. <laughs> it is interesting to note though because like trying to figure out you know a lot of like the what went into why this movie exists and all that stuff like mm-hmm. a lot less um like oh yeah like in the 90s so many of these movies just had like a, a nostalgic like currency right you know like we look back on a lot of these films and even, again we were talking about heavyweights before we came on and stuff like that like that's <laughs> like you know everybody's like oh yeah i love that movie i remember that movie and like so many of them have had these like oral histories where like the actors you know 20 years later reminiscing about you know like that's buzzfeed has made uh, a lot of money off of yeah. <laughs> you know just yeah. just doing that Surprisingly, there wasn't one for the movie itself, but there was a Sports Illustrated oh. story about um, about Charles uh, Gatung and Mania, who plays Soleil, and is not good. Uh, it's, oh, damn. It's, 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 we're going to take a little detour here because it is kind of rough to think about. Uh, so, like, he, he when he made this movie, he was 18. Um, mm. And, you know, like, he wasn't he was he was interested in basketball like he had been playing basketball you know like around the age of 14 Mm -hmm. and 
thinking about the 90s, like this is definitely like there wasn't a wave, but there was like some very prominent African basketball players where you think about Akim Olajuwon, and you think about Manute Bowl, and you think about um, Dikembe Mutombo. Like, you know, I think the movie, ca- they say all three of those names. They yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in so that like, order. <laughs> there is kind of like this. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, a- basketball hadn't just reached Africa, but like there were like prominent African players that people were you know, looking at and the NBA and, you know, college basketball was kind of like trying to cherry pick, you know, the few Mm -hmm. here and there that they thought they could develop into players. Right. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, he's 14, he's playing basketball. He wins uh, the Nairobi slam dunk championship uh, in 1991. Mm. And like, he's getting ready to go to school, you know, go to university and, and, you know, study, you know, computer science and all that stuff. But there's a audition, there's a tryout, you know, for somebody to play this role so he goes he auditions for the arab there he gets picked you know he comes and and flies out and you know auditions and it's just because i mean again this is really his only movie you know like he doesn't do any movies after this and so um you know for this to be his only movie i'd say he did a good job like i thought he was one of the better parts of the film um so i'd 100 percent agree with that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he he gets flown out when he gets flown out his parents don't believe that he's in the movie uh and so like he has to tell them like no i'm going to los angeles to like be in a movie and they're like all right you know <laughs> like uh so that tracks he, he goes out there like part of like all this the stuff that's filmed in america america uh at the school <laughs> is is filmed in in canada like in ontario and then all the stuff that's filmed in africa is filmed in parts of Kenya and then like in parts of South Africa. But Cameron, for you, I know you were you're trying to guess, you know, what what the tribe was based on. They're loosely based on the uh Samburu people. Samburu? Yeah. Okay. But you know, again, we don't really know anything about what that means. Like and I, I was about to say that's the beginning and the end of that, right? <laughs> yeah. African people, they paint themselves, they have weird jewelry, they undulate and sing. You know the vibes, right? Like that's basically what this movie gives you. (laughs) (laughs) But so he does all that. The uh, Bob McAdoo, who's a former NBA player and and legend, you know, like is the basketball consultant on the movie. Okay. And he sees him and, you know, he's kind of coaching him, but he's also like, this kid's got potential. Like he could play basketball. And so he kind of like pulls some strings and, um, gets him recruited to like a like a D2, you know, like community college. So it's it's Lynn U- University in Boca Raton, Florida. Never heard of it, but mm-hmm. uh he got a scholarship there. He played there for for years. Um and like was pretty good. You know, like they reached the semifinals and um, you know, he had I think the most blocks in the game at the school and all that stuff. Mm. But then once his eligibility was up, it was kind of like, well, he's not going to the NBA, right? Like he wasn't getting NBA. Oh no! You know, like scouts looking at him. So Hope he dreams. Was, well, <laughs> he was like, I guess I'll go to Europe to play basketball, right? Bob McAdoo was like, you don't want to do that. And he was like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll see what it's like. So he goes out there and he doesn't make the cut. You know, he has like a pretty terrible tryout that kind of turns him off from basketball. And then he kind of disappears, right? He has, like, visa issues. He can't get back into America. He has to go back to wow. Kenya. And, like, he is living in Kenya. And is, it's it's a weird thing, right? Because he's got some money. 
you know he's got some of the air up there money and like you know it's kind of a big fish you know in this town but he's he doesn't really want to do more acting and he you know doesn't basketball has kind of turned him off um so he's kind of just just drifting in there and then like you know he gets oh he i mean he basically just gets jumped you know, by people oh. who like you know yeah. uh, roll up on him and, and beat him pretty badly so then he you know like i guess he gets you know tuberculosis at some point and Damn. he's kind of just like he's down bad for for a bit and when they catch up with him this profile was done in 2016 it seems like he's got an alcohol problem and it's like not, oh my god not, not doing great but you know the the person who was doing the profile on him was like you know you could tell like there was a lot you know of life and all that stuff like kind of behind you catch glimpses of like you know the the character that he played um mm-hmm. but it was kind of like you know this isn't what we <laughs> what yeah. you would like to hear you know about no, somebody man. all oh, these years later damn. i will say i'm trying to look up the exact role but he did one other thing oh since he was in the air up there and i want to see, see that random african in um i heart huckabees no <laughs> Remember that? That's like the weirdest scene. That's the weirdest part of that storyline where he's like, I met a random African twice. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> I, I, I want you. Yeah, I want to see if you can guess what this was, because it's a pretty random thing. <laughs> All right. So he's not the random Huckabee's African. It, I'll, I'll give you a hint <laughs> that it, it is. It was in 1995. Mm. 1995. Oh, it's like the worst game of Jeopardy ever. <laughs> Um, ninety five. Yeah, and it was a TV show. Yeah, I got nothing. He plays a professor on Sequest twenty thirty two. Oh, get fuck. the what? <laughs> you made me guess that. I would have never. I would have never guessed it. Yep. <laughs> How do you get that audition? Like? I have no idea. It's the most random. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hollywood is weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird. So I mean, yeah, that's the unfortunate kind of like fallout yeah, of the movie. That is like the saddest he... story I've heard on this podcast. I'm dead yeah. serious. He does one movie, he gets to live that life a little bit, and yeah. then Bob McAdoo was like, "You don't want to go out there." <laughs> and he was like, "No, I want to see the world." And he literally gets a alcohol problem and tuberculosis, yeah. like because he doesn't get that's hoop dreams, nigga. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> Well, it's also like I'm I'm blanking on their name, but uh, from um, Stargate, uh, the guy who played the uh, like the Pharaoh. Oh, and, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that guy too. Oh, yeah, yeah that was and, bad too. And they had yeah, they had drug problems and like basically stopped acting <laughs> after making mm-hmm. that movie. He did get the bag though. I mean, that's the difference is that he was like, "Give me a million dollars," and they were like, mm-hmm. "All right." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was the best part about that story. That he was like, "All right, you want me to be racist for two hours? I want a million dollars." And they were like, "Yes." <laughs> They're like, "That's all." Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. They they looked around at each other. They were like, "Yes, a million dollars <laughs> seems fine." <laughs> um. So before we before we get into reimagine this movie, I do want to play a game with y'all. I want to uh, see who you think is the best fictional white basketball player of all time. Mm, right? Oh shit! Mm. 
so fictional white basketball player best fictional white basketball player so i mean just a few examples i mean obviously we got jimmy from this movie we got teen wolf right we got, <laughs> <laughs> we got name already <laughs> uh <laughs> we got um why am i blanking on this name from white man can't jump but woody harrelson but i don't yeah know. i can't remember yeah. the character's name um and then we've got shannon tatum and coach carter <laughs> oh Ah, <laughs> kind of tough. if they yeah. play, if they all play twenty-one, who do you right, think right, is right. going to win? If they all play the game of twenty-one, ah, uh, I think Damn. I got. I think I don't know. All right, they play, <laughs> but they play an NBA Jam. It's like it's four of them. So it's going to. <laughs> okay. Okay, Woody. Woody had Wesley Snipes teaching him shit. So yeah, if I go with Woody, okay, you going with Woody? Yeah. Shannon was putting up points though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess I got Woody too, but because he was <laughs> teaching him. You're right. He was teaching. Mm-hmm. Nobody All nobody's right. got Teen Wolf. Come on, man. Like Hell Michael no. J. Fox. Come on. Teen Wolf, actually, if I'm playing NBA Jam, I got Teen Wolf. He's a wolf. Oh, yeah. like, he's, a, he's, a... he's a wolf and he definitely did like front flips. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Nobody nobody's dunking like Teen Wolf. I think uh, right. I think Jimmy Dolan's getting getting bumped out. Immediately. Oh yeah, I don't think he. I don't oh think yeah, he, he got the busted cut. leg, bro. Yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna drop kick him in the knee immediately. <laughs> I did enjoy. I did enjoy the part where he was going up for the jump shot, and the and the evil coach was like, "Take him out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take that motherfucker out." It just, took him that long to say it though. They just it's, clipped his it's knee. So crazy that he's like, "Go for the knee now, like, <laughs> do it." Um. Well, let's let's reimagine the air up there. You know, I think. Well, let me let me hear what you guys think first, because i i had a I had a thing, but I was like, I don't know if it's a good movie or a better movie, but it's <laughs> it doesn't have a white savior. I guess. Mm. Brent, Brent, you were saying that you had a few things. What do you, what do you, what were you thinking? I think the main thing I was thinking, you can get rid of your boy entirely. It just had because they had access to like ESPN and all that. So I was like, all right. <laughs> He, they're sitting there at the, in the, one of the spots or something down in the city, and they see, like, basketball on TV, and Saleh is like, yo, I could do that. And then he starts practicing shit, and he finds out, like, from the dude, like, oh, they they look at these tapes, or they make these tapes, you can send them out, and you can get scouted. So, like, the whole movie could just be him trying to learn how to play basketball, get good, get the tapes sent out there, and then the end of the movie can be him, like, getting chose or something to go to the damn school or something. So you get all this shit come back, and you just immediately just get knocked out. You can even still have the game with the him versus the bad guy team, but just yeah, have Kevin Bacon yeah. eliminated and him winning that game gets him the footage he needs to be able to go to fuck wherever the hell that school was. And that could be, you know, <laughs> yeah, gone. All his shit is gone right there. Just that alone. <laughs> Damn, that was actually pretty excellent. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that that is a better movie, one. And mm-hmm. two, like, it just goes to show, like, how you actually didn't need this character and this plot because like your dude is like a random drunk he was drinking when he saw him and like just like walked up on the on the screen at the fundraiser and was like i've got a grand idea like i gotta get that negro i gotta get that i must find that negro i'm going to africa and then like cut to africa like yeah Mm -hmm. you really you're so right you don't need any of that and i mean Mm -hmm. honestly if you see like like say for example, you're watching a movie about like dude. Say say for example, the movie is just about Soleil, right? Mm-hmm. Just seeing them with like 
organized basketball out there yeah is pretty fantastic enough like mm-hmm. it was the pretty fantastic in this movie like they had a court even though it was like unpaved yeah <laughs> but like and it was definitely playing with no shoes on for yeah. the majority of the games like my man had on like shirt sandals you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had on the jesus sandals trying he to had the, he had the jesus birkenstocks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the jesus ones and the uh... jesus ones <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah so like like you said i think or you know it's the it just goes to show it's like it's he's he was unnecessary really to yeah. the well if you're just going to make this movie that's the exoticism right that's like yeah. it's it's wild that they're playing basketball that's interesting enough to make a movie out of right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i think you know my version because i was trying to figure out how to like keep and include some of the things that i found to be more interesting about the film but then i don't think it's a comedy anymore Mm, and I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but I was like, right. I mean, this, you know, this is not cinema, right? <laughs> and, and Everybody chill. This is not what you think. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily <laughs> even trying to change it into cinema. Like I uh, have advocated multiple times on the show for just black mediocrity, like letting us have mid films that are just yeah. like, it's fine. You know what I mean? They don't have to change the world. And I went an Oscar, but just mm-hmm. like black people, doing things uh mm-hmm. so you know doing i think stuff yeah I, I mean i think if you wanted to switch it up and have it be because i mean there is something interesting about him having to choose between you know carrying on the family responsibilities or you know following his dreams and going to america mm-hmm. and then also the subplot about his his older brother already like leaving right because it was kind of hinted at that like he wasn't I mean, obviously was not the first choice, right? Like the older brother was supposed to be the one that was supposed to take over and be the one next in line. And he, not by choice, but like, you know, was, was forced out. And so now Soleil has to do this. Right. And so like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you had it be like, you know, Soleil watched his older brother, like leave and go to like London or, you know, somewhere. Cause he was like, you know, I want to do, I want to be a writer or I want to do, I don't want to live in this village for the rest of my life. Um, and so, you know, it is kind of literally all on him. It's like, well, if you leave, then there's, I don't have any more children where well, I got a daughter, but I don't know how, you know, that tribe worked in particular. I don't know if she would be next in line or if they would, you know, do something else, but I'm going to say um, no, cause they were treating <laughs> their women pretty terribly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. If it's kind of like, Oh, I've got like you were saying, Brent, like even if it was like, you know, he spends his his free time just down in the city, like watching mm-hmm. basketball. And he's kind of like, you know, I, I'm kind of good at this. You know what I mean? Like, I think if I was good enough, I might have an opportunity to go to a D1 school and like play basketball. But it's also like, well, I can't leave now. You know what I mean? But but mm-hmm. his maybe his brother is like, you should leave, too. And he's kind of like, I don't know what to do. So, you know, you've got those inter personal like family drama relationships going on where he's trying to figure out what he's going to do you know ultimately yeah. like choosing between basketball and like continuing on this family tradition it's not a funny movie it's not a, it's <laughs> not a comedy uh and i don't even know if it's a good movie but you know it is way more interesting than what was happening here uh so <laughs> yeah i'll say it's definitely a more interesting movie yeah, yeah. well let's let's put the air up there on our caucasity meter we've got three levels of caucasity um <laughs> The first level is shorts in the winter, which I'm sure 
in Ohio, you know, it's it's probably just like a year round, you mm-hmm. know, like it never stops. Exercise. Like, you know, shorts is shorts is a way of life. Um, short sandals, but then a hoodie on top. I never yeah. understand it. Yeah, I, that is the weirdest. But actually, yeah. yeah, we've never gone into the specificity of it, but it is usually that combo. It is yeah. usually yep. like, you know, it's shorts in the winter and it definitely sandals possibly, too. Mm-hmm. But always without fail, the hoodie and yep. you pull it up. Yep. Oh, you're the, cold. The hoodie, the beanie. Uh, you know, like, you know, there's, there's stuff going on your, your body. I don't know how it regulates temperature. I can't believe the top of your body is the only part that is cold. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like all of it has to be feeling the same thing, but all cold. Don't lie. Yeah. Right. Like down here around the OSU campus, that's like the white girl uniform. Pretty much. You see that you drive down campus all of them are dressed like that. Yeah. Every time. But it's like that's not hurting us right like it's a curious nah. decision that you're making uh you know we have concerns about your well-being but it's not something that is is necessarily concerning us to that degree right no harm done but still please probably make a better decision right <laughs> uh, cameron what's the second level a second level of caucasity is uh uh it, this movie is touching my hair <laughs> so like how shorts in the winter is like it has nothing to do with black people black people will look and laugh like we usually do but mm-hmm. uh touching my hair now it's like you're you've already you've extended it to me you you you're in my space now you've and you probably haven't asked you probably just already are touching my hair before asking can i touch it mm-hmm. um and so that's an act of violence <laughs> Well, that's considered an act of violence, but it's mm-hmm. not, you're not, you know, you're not murdering my parents or, you know, like taking my children away or anything like that, but it is an act of violence. Yeah. The third level uh, was brought to us by Brent. We, we <laughs> were, were looking for something new and boy, did we find it. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> in Massachusetts, there is a school. It is Xavier and Brothers High School. It's an all boys school. And <laughs> this was the a, a dress made over the public announce system Tuesday morning uh, at the school. And it said, in honor of Black History Month, one way we'll be celebrating and highlighting a traditional meal each week uh, that is a staple in Southern Black history. Today's lunch, you guessed it, <laughs> is fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and look, white people, just to put it up top, of course we love fried chicken. Everybody loves fried chicken. It's delicious. Yeah. Nobody is arguing that fact. But like... To go there, one, Black History Month, two, uh, (laughs) as like, this is how we're going to honor you, right? Because let's be honest, it's school fried chicken. It's probably trash. Like, Mm -hmm. if you were, (laughs) if this was like some real big to do and you really had like, you know, like top flight fried, like, you know, out of grandmother's kitchen kind of fried chicken, Mm. we still would have issues with it. But mm-hmm. we would eat it. We would definitely I mean? have issues with the sentiment, but like, yeah, we would. Eat it. <laughs> Damn, we would eat it, but we, we would, would eat it with like shifty eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat it angrily. This is delicious, but well, fuck you still though. Yeah, it's still, it's, still, it's still fuck you, lunch lady Doris. Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, the thing about all stereotypes, right, is that is it's white people made it up, right? Like none of it is <laughs> like true. <laughs> I mean, it's just like things that they thought would be used to put us down and like you know Mm -hmm. make us like you know like every literally black people are lazy and yet we are using them to be the center of our economy 
Like that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like it can't. Mm-hmm. Those two, two things can't don't equate. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a one to one. Yeah, you know the whole fried chicken thing. I guess was supposed to originally be, you know, something to put us down. Mm-hmm. But it was like y'all were eating it too. So y'all, y'all I don't be know. Popeyes more than us. Like, <laughs> I was man, I was just about to say around here at the KFC and Popeyes up the street for me. That's all that be in line right. every time I go. <laughs> Happier to get it than me, man. I mean, it's like the same argument when like uh, rappers be like, "Oh, my consciousness is just filled with white kids." Yeah, right. <laughs> it it ain't even for us no more. Yep. But that's the thing. So, I mean, as a third level, it is like, you know what you're doing, right? You know what you're doing by serving fried chicken on Black History Month as like a way to honor black people. Like that's you, you know, the history behind it, the sentiment behind it. There's no way that you can say, oh, it's race. Oh, man, we had no idea. It's like you had every idea about what that would mean. I don't know how many levels this went through before somebody said, yeah, sure, let's do that. Um but it it is the ultimate act of violence, right? Like it, it yeah. was, mm-hmm. it's it's done on purpose. It's done with malice. It's done without you know any real care or intention about you know the harm that it, it ultimately does. Right. Um. So where would you burn, put the air up there on that ranking system? Honestly, it might just be the shorts in the winter time because it didn't really offend me too much. It just the thing that drove me the craziest about this movie more than anything was this motherfucker with a knee brace on crossing all these people up more so than <laughs> anything else in the movie. Slow talking and crossing them up. Yeah, exactly. Running the clock down, busting, busted knee, just crossing everybody up. And a bunch of like, not, like you say, like what, five, five or some shit like this. <laughs> like, you know, nah. Dunking on people, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, that was the most offensive part. So other than that, though, I mean, like I said, it was shit here and there that was kind of like, eh, but for the most part, like. I was surprised it focused so much on the tribes people and it didn't really try and like make fun of them blatantly a lot like I thought it was yeah. going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Cameron, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm kind of thinking it's like shorts in the winter, maybe shorts in the winter point five, because it's like <laughs> there are a lot of like, oh, you smell like shit jokes. Yeah, they're like yeah. so well the first part of the thing is like he gets a he gets a wound and then uh the sister gives him like some ointment that's mm-hmm. like mostly dung right so he rubs that on his face and he's walking around there's like three four scenes where he walks around and people are just like yeah he tries you know, to like, he tries to, he gets like assaulted by a boar yeah with his pants he gets assaulted down by a boar. yeah and then like he's like wiping himself with a leaf and then he goes to shake the hand of the person who saved him and there's just like shit shit on his, on his hand, hand which is like weird like you're you're a person from a quote-unquote civilized civilized nation like why are you why would you do that i would never you're not gonna catch me like (laughs) not wiping and barely wiping and then going to shake someone's hand like Mm, yeah you out of your mind what are you talking what are you doing so it's like it's stuff like that that actually offended me because it's like you Mm. would never act that way any other place right no yeah it's kind of it's the same logic as like you know you go to a party with your mother or something like that. Like, don't embarrass me. Don't act like you would. <laughs> don't act like you wouldn't act like at my house. Okay. Like, mm, don't yeah. do that. You know, it's the same. The same shit goes for that. You know. So it's it's the shit jokes. It's the like, oh, I bet you a hundred hippos that he wasn't. He will not win the game or like stuff like that. <laughs> Was just like, okay, ha ha. It's kind of cute. That's the stuff that bored me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like just tried and whack. You know, you tried it. It's not even because it's not. I can't say it's straight up stereotypical because like mm-hmm. it seems like the currency in this village is goats is like 
resources versus straight up money or straight up like what their their currency yeah. is like uh, uh kenyan shillings yeah mm-hmm. so it's like I, I, that doesn't it doesn't even offend me that hard because i get it i get that that's probably there's some truth in there probably mm-hmm. even if it's a joke it's yeah still like very basic truth to that so like shorts in a winner point five maybe yeah yeah i think i'm also going to go shorts point five i think you know most most of my problems come from one th- he, no way dog right like i mean he's not <laughs> I, I i don't think i played this yet but you know like after that first situation where he where he crossed dude and dunked on him i was just like why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god because he's not doing that you know what no, I mean? there's no I, way he's doing that no. and they cut the <laughs> shit out of this the editing should have got an oscar they cut the, the way they cut it the first time he crosses him up and then like dunks on him yeah it's because in the shot that he actually gets the dunk on the the tall dude is like sort of bent down mm-hmm. but like all the cutting between there if we're going to get cinematically specific here like there's like a half second shot of it going through his legs like he gets the fast dribble. It's all about energy. It's versus mm-hmm. like documenting what happened in the moment. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a fantasy sequence. So it's like, right. oh, he, the camera moved fast. And before you knew it, he was already at the rim. He already mm-hmm. jumped and flew, apparently, you know? No. I mean, the fact that that kid who allegedly was 6'8", didn't Lies. just didn't just pack him and send him back to <laughs> wherever he came from. It's just like, I would have embarrassed bro. him you know so I mean? hard. If he if I'm six eight, I'm gonna push you in the face. I'm gonna face mush you yeah, on the way. There's, to, there's no way the he's way keeping. He can't keep him out the post, dog. Like that's a layup yeah, every right. time. There's no, he ain't doing nothing with that. <laughs> I know weak shit, weak sauce. Just like oh, yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten two. And I get it, right? You know, because I I posted this earlier this week. Uh, the Family matters. I don't know if Jaleel White had basketball in his contract (laughs) or like, you know, because during the 90s, there was also just a lot of basketball, right? Every sitcom Mm -hmm. had a a basketball episode or a tournament (laughs) or somebody in the family was on the basketball team or, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a Keenan and Kel basketball episode. Uh, Oh, yeah. The My Brother and Me basketball episode. Yeah. Um, wow. Know, like and that these... one had like actual basketball yeah, stars. Ken, yeah. Kendall Gill was in that one. Kendall Gill. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. This is so, crazy. You know, like I get it. And no, I mean, Urkel didn't dunk in the first episode. He did dunk in the Grandmama episode. He, yeah. He dunked in the uh, Grandma. Uh, what's his name? Larry Johnson. Yeah. Larry Johnson. Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, you know, we've we've had leaps of fancy with, with basketball <laughs> before, but like. <laughs> This one was kind of extreme. I would take Urkel dunking over <laughs> Jimmy yeah, Dolan dunking. Yeah, yeah. Urkel dunking is like you've seen Urkel season after season with these yeah. whack science experiments. And then when he like really crosses somebody up, you're like, oh, Jaleel can ball. Yeah. <laughs> like Urkel can ball, but like Jaleel could ball the whole time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I understand that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just seeing him do all that, I was just like, come on, bro. Like even even these guys in Kenya who I'm sure aren't bad, but like, yeah, no, they're not NBA level basketball players, Mm. but like, you know, and sure. I think we all have that, 
oh, you know, watching the NBA game. How's that guy in the NBA? I could beat that guy. And then, like, mm-hmm. that guy shows up to LA Fitness and just, like, waxes everybody, you know what I mean? Because, like, he's one of the best basketball players in the world. That's why he was in the NBA, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, right. he, um, but Jimmy was none of those things, right? He no. was a five foot nine, five foot ten, maybe dude with a bum knee. You know, he's not doing yeah. any of that. Yeah. Um, and then also just all, yeah, all the undulating and all the weird, like, you know, tribal stuff that they put in there that I was like, that's unnecessary. Like, even if they are a quote unquote tribe, you know, from Africa, mm-hmm. like, you know, like they're not, it, it was this weird thing of like, they're, they're just like us, but they're not. And yeah. it's like, I don't know what yeah. you're trying to tell me here. Cause like, oh, they've got ESPN and like QVC and, uh, <laughs> you know, all these other things, but also some of them, you know, because even like we didn't talk about this at all, but at the end during the basketball game, instead of like, I don't know, a T-shirt, they paint their bodies oh, w- yeah. with the numbers on it and oh, yeah. like the W for Wanabe and sodas. Kevin Bacon. So Kevin Bacon is in full <laughs> African tribal uh. paints. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Also, one thing I did want to mention, because I didn't, I, in the research section, the dude, like you were calling David Robinson Light, is actually <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo's older brother. So no, <laughs> no, no. Shit. That's, that's why he looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, I think, I think we've we've talked about air up there long enough but are there any movies that you guys would recommend to watch instead fuck it just watch air bud why not (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of the same situation at the end right where they're like Uh air bud choose who you want to live with you know and Saleh's like i gotta choose there you go (laughs) i want to be with (laughs) oh wow that's crazy You're not uh, wrong, no. <laughs> Cameron was. Did you want to? You want to choose one? Watch Hoop Dreams to find out how Soleil will turn out. <laughs> oh. um, I I remember watching Hoop Dreams the first time and being like, "Oh, this movie is amazing." This mm-hmm. is like, like as you're watching it, you know, the first like two and a half because the movie's long. The movie's like three fifteen, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, but like that first two and a half hours is like, wow, wow, this is crazy. Watch. They going through all this and then like one breaks their leg and you're like, no, <laughs> no, no, it's earth shattering. It's like, oh my, oh my God, no, and you're, you're going to go to school. Like you didn't have a chance in school. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> all the consequences like start rolling down the hill. You're just like, oh my God. I mean, I really didn't spoil hoop dreams for nobody. No, like, no. The point is like to watch their whole trajectory, but it, I mean, to hear that Soleil's story is like, yeah. I mean, I, I gotta stop calling him Soleil. It's, it, yeah. it's Charles. His name is actually Charles. Yeah. Um, but golly. I mean, I will say the upside of Hoop Dreams is both of those dudes kind of, they did turn out all right. Like their lives are they both ended pretty up, good. Yeah. yeah. They both ended up pretty good. Like one ended up becoming an educator, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's and one okay. got into like media stuff, so you know, I would say that yeah, the the upside of hoop dreams as opposed to air up there <laughs> is that you know the story, even though they didn't have you know their basketball dreams lived out, they they did turn out. Still they pretty turned good. out, yeah. yeah. They they lived it out. They lived yeah. out. I would say, I mean, there's a plethora if you're looking for a basketball movie and you're looking for a black basketball movie. There's a couple we talked about above the rim, and even you yeah. know as as part of my Black History posts. Like I posted 
the 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 scene from Juice where Pac mm-hmm. is rolling up on Omar Epps at the lockers. Um and you ain't like, shit. Be yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still I still say that Omar Epps probably can't get in, in the elevator without looking behind his shoulder, you know, like <laughs> think of that his pocket. Face. There. His face <laughs> when like mm-hmm. it's the same face we're having in the theater when he's like he gets on the elevator. There's a mother in there. There's another person in there. He thinks he's good. He's like, yeah, cool. And then the hand comes in and shuts and opens yep. the door back up. And you're like, his face is perfect. It's actually yep. like, oh, shit. <laughs> his <laughs> eyes are wide. His mouth is dropped. He's like, oh, this nigga going to fuck me up. He don't care who in this elephant. <laughs> no. And that's exactly what happens. He lights that bitch up. Blah, blah, blah. But Above the Rim is, is a is a good movie. I enjoy Above the Rim. Mm-hmm. I know it's like, it's not a great movie. But I've is. actually never seen it in full. Oh boy, we gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just for between Leon, Bernie Mac, you know, what's, I forget my man's name who's like the lead of the movie, because he was in a lot of different things. Oh, he was like the main the main guy who's the basketball star. Um, oh, we're gonna have to IMDB that. And look it's that Dwayne up. something. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of his last name. Um, but I just that... searched IMDb on IMDb. I, I, it's been a long day. Uh, it's uh, um, oh, Dwayne Martin. Yeah, there you go. Dwayne, oh, don't, don't, yeah, yeah man. Don't, don't sleep on Dwayne Martin. I know. Sorry, Dwayne. He, he's out here. But yeah, that's that's a good one. Obviously, Six Man. Right. I know Cameron. Mm. If Cameron's... you don't shut the fuck up right now, <laughs> much, the Six Man, much maligned Six Man. <laughs> Movie, oh, it's man. better than they are up there. I'd watch Six it Man over there, yeah. up there any day. Uh, <laughs> that's some fucking. That's uh, is that Marlon Wayans, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. And Kadeem Hardison. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> throw Sunset Park in there. Yeah. Sunset Park. Yep. Okay. Sunset Park yep. is. Come on, Six then, Man. I'm about to. I'm gonna come to Baltimore. Well, and say, <laughs> you? well, and then we're missing. We're missing the big one, which is he got game, right? Like if you haven't watched. Oh. He got game. Like that's the uh, he got game is like that's that's up here. That's yeah, like the yeah. That might be the best basketball movie, honestly. I, I yeah. got I got flack for that on our podcast because I didn't like it. Uh oh. You don't like he got game? I, I was I was I was nodding <laughs> off. I was no, I we gonna do this twice. Now. <laughs> no, that movie, you in my house now. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm, I said it on our show. I'll say it here. That movie is boring as fuck. Oof. What? Boring? <laughs> I Oof. couldn't get into it at all, man. I fuck with the Public Enemy album. But the movie, <laughs> you, wait, 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 wait. You said the album to He Got Game is better than the movie. Way better. I, Ooh. I'll give you the song. I, the I even, song, I even honestly, even, I, even though I like Above the Rim, I like the soundtrack better than that movie, too. I have heard I mean, Above yeah. the Rim soundtrack. I have actually heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that, actually, because I only I haven't seen the movie. But He Got Game. I couldn't get it. My, even I, I got yelled at by PJ, too, but I, I couldn't get into it. I gave it like a five out of ten. He gave it a nine, uh, I think. Uh, I... <laughs> Jordan, am I wrong in saying that he got game is like top third spike? Yeah. Mm, mm. Like that's that's definitely like the good spike that we all know. Yeah. It's good, but I I, I said it was it's good filmmaking, all that I just it just didn't pull. It's me. some of his best filmmaking. He, yeah. F- different film stocks. He yeah. got like literally every coach in the NCAA at the time to appear in the movie. And Ray okay. Allen's good in that movie. Like, yeah, that, that's why I say it's a top Spike movie because he pulled a performance out of Ray Allen that if you've seen Ray Allen talk in real life, <laughs> it's not that he's like, you know, uncharismatic or anything like that. But he's not an actor. Like, I yeah. wouldn't. He has yeah. real um, 
uh Draymond Green energy. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't listen to him do an audiobook. You know what I mean? Like I no. think he's just, you know. And he's up against Denzel and holding his own. Like, yeah. I'm an actor. <laughs> and if you mm. put me in a movie with Denzel, I'd be pissing myself every day in the trailer. Like they'd be like, Cameron, come to set. And I'd be like, I ain't ready. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> I mean, ready. <laughs> even even Rosario, like, you know, like the scenes yeah, that he has with right. her, you know, like yeah. it's not like he's he's it's getting like blown out the water. Yeah. With her. It's that's so, crazy. That's crazy that yeah. we got that performance out of I know. I, I out of Ray Allen of all basketball. It's Spike Lee. Spike Lee did that. So you really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, before we get out of here, we forgot to play this game, but we should play it now. All right, we're going to go around to our favorites here: IMDb, Amazon, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh T- yeah. Tell let's me what it. y'all think the air up there got. Ooh. Uh, so let's start oh. with Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think it got? It's it's the meter goes up to a hundred percent. So. Mm. <laughs> What do you think they are there received? Twenty three percent. Really? Well, Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'll go with sixty. Twenty three percent or twenty one percent. Sorry. Whoa, so even, even lower. Twenty one. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> they really um, did not fuck with this movie at all. Yeah, from a Washington Post <laughs> review, uh, like the multitude of Disney vid- visitors to Africa before and after him. Uh, he must learn to respect the noble savages that he wishes to exploit. Uh, Sailor oh, and his wannabes oh. are not for sale, at least not immediately, right? Uh, so it's it's not a movie that people were were taken to. It did kind of come out at a weird period of that time in 1994, where like the sports comedy wasn't dead, but like these movies were a dime a dozen. I think people were kind of like, mm, yeah. you know, this, this wasn't yeah. really doing it for us. But uh, Eddie was with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Forgot uh, about that. Don't forget. Never, never forget. <laughs> uh, on to our, our second favorite IMDb. This is a scale out of 10. What do you think it got there? It's weird because it'd be like something point something too. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pitchfork score. Uh, 4.8. Uh, 4.8? 4. 4. 8. Yeah. I'm going to go... Damn, because Rotten Tomatoes blame <laughs> this shit. But Rotten Tomatoes is critics, and this is yeah. f- fans and users. So I'm gonna say IMDb. I'm gonna say five, like a fo- solid five point oh. Five point five. Oh, eight point nine thousand reviews. So, Dang. and finally, to our our most favorite Amazon. <laughs> oh no. I'll tell you, Brent, these usually get five stars. Like, it's very uh, rare for one of these movies to get below five. Even the ones that were just like, what? Because didn't black or white get five? Got a five. I yeah. have no idea why. You know, like, we've seen some bad movies that oh, were just like, man. y'all can't like these. And, you know, Amazon at least is like. <laughs> Amazon's like, everything's great. <laughs> have you tried everything? Uh, but it's a five star system. So what do you think? It got on Amazon. Okay, so which is four. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. say a four. Got a four point five. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. They, uh, loved this movie. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Brent, tell everybody again where they can check out the podcast, which y'all got going on, where they can find you on social media, all that good stuff. All right, you can find us all over social media, home video hustle. We put out new episodes every Friday. We mainly hang out on Twitter. You can find us there at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast, HVH podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. 
we're on YouTube and we put out videos every Wednesday. That's how you know a movie we're going to watch on Friday. We pull them out the bag on there. And then sometimes we just have random videos. Like we had a video one time where we were just blasting Miami bass music with the subwoofer turned all the way up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like one of my favorite videos. Um, over on the Patreon page. Oh, I guess I got to say that first. We have a Patreon page. Uh, Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle. You help support the show, get bonus episodes, full length video recordings of the podcast. Cause we start recording like probably 20 minutes before and for 20 minutes after. So you get a lot of extra <laughs> stuff there too. And um, we got two tiers, $1 tier, $3 tier, or whatever the fuck you want to give us tier. And um, $1 tier, you get to make us watch any movie you want us to watch once. $3 tier, you just keep doing it as long as you're a patron. And we've gotten a lot of different type of movies from doing that. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a roller gator came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta remember roller gator. You to watch that clip. I'll send it to y'all. All right. <laughs> but um, but now I was gonna say over on Patreon too, since I can't really get away with doing it without getting copyright on my ass. I, I do a radio show called HVH Radio where I just play music. Like the first episode was a lot of jazz, second episode was like just a lot of chill hip hop, and the third episode was just a mix of whatever the hell I feel like playing that day. So we mm-hmm. also got that over on the Patreon page too. So a little bit of everything for you. you got music, we got movies, we got weird drunken music playing yeah. all kind of stuff home video hustle wow. very cool. nice <laughs> karen what you got going on uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at the blipster 1138 i got these jokes for you <laughs> <laughs> um i got a sketch comedy with my lovely group to karen with love you can find them on youtube at to karen with love we have a Twitter and an Instagram. I'm not sure exactly what those are, but uh, the YouTube <laughs> will point you there. I'm sure. Just search us. You'll find us. Um, and hopefully some commercial stuff coming up soon. I hope to be on your TVs uh, in a couple months, actually. Yep. I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at JRSosa18, J-R-S-O-S-A-1-8. Um, I said this on the last episode, so I guess I'll just say it again now because it should be announced by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> that's what's up you know i'll be doing that uh coming up this year also have some other comic stuff that will be announced soon and then when it's announced i'll tell you all about it uh but hopefully that that will all be coming out in the very near future um but if you want to Get in touch with us or talk to us about the show. You can reach us at white underscore pod on Twitter. Um, you can reach out to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com if you want to write into us. We've got, uh, <laughs> I told Karen last time we're getting some weird, we're getting the weird spam emails now. Like we haven't quite oh, got to the, to the hate mail go. yet, but we're getting to the, um, people are finding us and like, it's a lot of like SEO optimization. Uh, if you want to send us actual email <laughs> about the show, you can reach out to us there. But we'll be back next week with more of this caucasity. Uh, take it easy. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.